Hello again from the Sustainability Podcast. This is Suraj Bhatia. As we approach the end of the year 2023, I'd like to recap COP28 recently concluded in Dubai, held in Dubai during the first two weeks of December. So let's get right into it. Uh, first of all, by way of uh, backdrop before giving you the conclusions and outcomes, there were several things that happened during the course of the year, which were the build-up to COP28. Uh, Climate Week happened in New York City in September 2023. I attended that. To me, the main takeaways over there was, first of all, it was obvious that there was going to be a focus on decarbonizing from all fossil fuels, which means coal, gas, and oil, not just coal, as has been the case in the past. And the second was the focus on biodiversity. In other words, the confluence or the attachment of biodiversity to uh, decarbonization. Uh, something that was spoken about was there's no decarbonization without addressing biodiversity. Another event that happened that I attended was the regional summit in Panama in October of 2023. One of the main things I saw there was the focus on human rights and on the rights of indigenous peoples. So those types of events led up to COP28 in Dubai. At COP28, there were four pillars that that were set by the uh, COP28 presidency. And the first was to create a just, orderly and equitable energy transition. The second pillar was to fix climate finance. The third pillar was to focus on people uh, and their livelihoods. And the fourth pillar was to do everything with full inclusivity. And that's very key because they did not want outcomes that left people out. So this was the background and let's talk about the results. I think the main result, the first result, which was expected was addressing the question of all fossil fuels. Initially, there was a lot of resistance. There were several oil companies that resisted. And there were several oil countries that resisted any any joint statement. But at the end of the day, a compromise was, was, was reached. In this case, unlike coal, the language that was used was not phase out. It wasn't phase down. But some might, some might call it a watered down or weakened language of transitioning away from all fossil fuels. But you see, the most important thing over here is recognition by the international community that all fossil fuels cause decarbonization. All fossil fuels cause global warming. And all, again, means coal, oil, and gas. So this was a landmark agreement, and they referred to it as the beginning of the end of uh, fossil fuels. Uh, The second agreement that was reached at was to triple renewables by the year 2050. Renewables, of course, mainly mean solar and wind, but other forms of energy as well. And the third was to triple nuclear, which was surprising, I suppose, but um, considering, you know, what what was going on with nuclear about 25, 30, 30 years ago, things have turned around. But the idea is to triple nuclear capacity by the year 2050 because nuclear capacity, if managed safely, um, represents a clean source of energy. 
and can substitute for uh, fossil fuels. Uh, the fourth item was a focus on uh, the abatement or addressing uh, methane gas. Now, methane gas, remember, is several times uh, more warming impact than CO2. So in other words, the CO2e factor, equivalent factor is much higher. But on the other hand, methane gas stays in the atmosphere for much lower period of time. But it's something that's easy to address, easy to abate. And, and that was one of the focuses. Okay. There were, in terms of funding, there, last time in Egypt, there was an agreement about uh, a loss and damage fund for uh, the nations affected by climate change. And in this COP, specific funding by several countries was agreed upon. On the downside, there was no agreement uh, reached on a UN protocol on carbon trading. This is something they wanted to do. But on the other hand, um, again, as a run-up this year, there's been a lot of contro controversy about uh, voluntary carbon credits. Uh, voluntary means not government issued and many of these have had the issue of credibility of the issue of verification uh, and measurability etc so there has to be a UN protocol to allow for carbon trading and carbon trading really means for instance if you have a forest then you're you're generating carbon credits from that because the forest is a sink so um, unless there's a protocol it's uh, it's difficult to have a, an orderly carbon transition market globally. Uh, so like I said, on the negative side, there was no agreement. And understandably, many of the Latin American uh, countries were opposed to uh, opposed to to uh, to language that uh, that simply assails uh, carbon credits as as being totally worthless, uh, I, you know, which it is not uh, in all the cases. But at the same time, you know, we're talking about verifiability and things like that. Actually, there are uh, three main items in carbon credits: they should be transparent, they should be verifiable, and they should be measurable. And otherwise, uh, the value could be doubtful. So I would say in that sense, it was uh, negative. Now, overall, I think uh, COP28 was a huge success. It, things don't happen just at the COPs, as we know. During the year, there's a lot of prep work, lots of draft agreements, lots of uh, consultants who shuttle around the world trying to get different countries to, 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 uh, to agree to the language. And then the final negotiations ha happen during COP28. And COP28, COPs in general, is where all these finalizations take place. But be aware that 100,000 people attended COP28. Now, all 100,000 of only a fraction of them were involved in inter-country negotiations. The rest of them were involved in the various side events, uh, the shows, the um, uh, the technologies, the, the, the indigenous people's discussions, um, the, uh, the, the intellectual discussions, the policies, the rules, a lot of many other things are going on during COP. And so it really is a is a huge event, like I said, 100,000 people. And this COP had many uh, outcomes. Most of them were good. Some of them did not uh, meet expectations. In a future episode, I'll also interview somebody to address the issue of biodiversity and address the issue of uh, the lack of agreement on the UN protocol on uh, carbon trading. So with that said, uh, 
Thank you for uh, listening in 2023. And until next time, this is uh, Suraj Bhatia signing off. Thank you and namaste.